Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 says this, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. The light of the world has come. I want to ask you to do something this afternoon with me, if you would, just for a minute. Um, and I don't know if it's possible, but let, I, let's try. Um, would you suspend everything that you feel about Christmas just for a few minutes? Um, would you forget everything you know about a, a Christmas Eve service, even? And um, would, you, would you pause everything you expect about all the nostalgic songs and even, even the lighting of the candles at the end of the service that we'll do. And, and do all that and, and then let's, let's just lean in together in these next few moments, maybe with a greater expectancy than, than ever before for us to be met with the overwhelming presence of God. To, to lean in and allow the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, uh, to reveal to you the story of God's great love for you because nothing else matters on this night. Nothing else matters. Would you pray with me? Lord, on this night, we come to you with expectation. We come to you with a feeling a knowledge of Christmas Eve. And Lord, we humble ourselves right now in this moment and we lay down the arrogance of our experiences. And where we have allowed traditions to be louder than your voice, may our traditions be silenced. Before you, Lord, we humbly present ourselves. And our only expectation is to be met by you and your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Imagine, um, imagine being hopeless. Imagine feeling that. Imagine being lost. Imagine being in darkness. Imagine feeling abandoned. Imagine feeling the unbearable weight of, uh, of decisions that uh, have left you in pain, that have left maybe other people in pain. Imagine the feeling of knowing that you have tried and tried and tried and tried to be better, to be good, to be good enough, to be kind, to be, to be more forgiving, to, be, to, to love others better but inevitably you fail. And it doesn't take much for us to imagine that because the majority of us have felt that at times and some of you feel that right now. But imagine that someone has come to change all of that. Imagine that. Right, That someone has come to bring hope. Someone has come to bring light. Someone has come to rescue those who feel abandoned. Someone has come to pick up and carry the weight of the burdened. Someone has come to lift up those who have failed. 
For God said, let there be light in the darkness. And that God who said that has made the light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We sang um, earlier, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and there's a, there's a couple, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, but there's, there's a couple of lines in there that are always out of the stanzas that, that speak to me, and, and I wanted to mention two of them. There's the line, peace on earth and mercy mild, and then God and sinners reconciled. God and sinners reconciled. Because see, sinners of which we all are, we are reconciled to God through Jesus. That's what 2 Corinthians tells us there. And here's what that means. If, if we need to make it more simple, which I really don't think we need to, but sometimes to hear it again, with you know, mixing up the words just a little bit helps us. It's how we learn. But God and sinners reconciled. Another way to think of that is this, is that God moves towards you. God moves towards you, so you will move towards him. God moves towards you through Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. God moving towards you through Jesus. So you will move towards God through Jesus. God and sinners reconciled. There's another line, I think it's in the third stanza, where of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, where it says, Light and life to all he brings. We've been talking about light for the last several weeks of Advent. Light and life to all he brings. And on this night, we celebrate that a Savior has been born bringing light into the darkness of this world. And not just bringing light, but bringing life to death. And in that promise, in that reality, what we know is that through Jesus, we are no longer desolate. We're no longer alone. We are no longer without hope or without peace or without joy or without love, which is what each one of those candles represents. And it's all because of Jesus Christ. We've heard this. This is why I asked you to pause and suspend and set aside what you already know because there's really nothing new that I'm going to say to you in these moments tonight. But see, it's not my words that makes a difference. It's, it's your desire to engage with God it is expecting him to speak to you. It is expecting his word to come alive. It is expecting his Holy Spirit to minister to you. See, the longest time, you know this, these are Christmas words. The world was without hope. It was dark. And then God's divinity, God's power, the Godhead came down in, in bodily form, and then there was light in this place. The infinite became an infant. And see, this is the truth that lights up the darkness, and it's that Jesus Christ was born, 
that we might be born again. Jesus Christ was born that we might be born again. Our God, the God of all existence, became a human being, the incarnation. And really how this came to be, it is a holy mystery. It is. Attempts by the the wisest and the, the most brilliant theological minds to get beneath this question really always wind up being kind of imagery and metaphor. This is what Augustine said. Man's maker was made man. This is talking about the incarnation. That the bread might hunger, the fountain thirst, the light sleep, the way be tired on its journey, that the truth might be accused of false witness, the teacher beaten with whips, the foundation suspended on wood, that strength might grow weak, that the healer might be wounded, that life might die. See, herein lies the the challenge, Porch Community, on this Christmas Eve, is that if all we have is, is like an isolated seasonal engagement with the incarnation, with the reality, the story of Christ's birth, inevitably we will relegate it to a place of, of just shallow sentiment. And so that's why I asked you to pause and to suspend what you think you know and what you expect because for me, A lot of Christmas is shallow sentiment. God showed up in the flesh so you could be in relationship with him. You know, in, in, in the holiday landscape of, uh, of a thousand Christmas fables, <laughs> the, the radical invasion, the radical invasion of heaven into earth. Let, let's don't let it become a quaint fairy tale. Let's not be tempted to interpret the themes of light and dark that we see and the fulfillment of God's promises as let's not see them as merely symbolic rather than realized in flesh and blood. God's very first act of bringing order to life was speaking light into the darkness. And and then he separated the light and the darkness. Friends, that's what he does by sending Christ Jesus is now he has separated the light and the darkness in our lives. So forget a lot of the things that you know about Christmas. And and instead, remember that Christ was born so that you might be born again. A spiritual birth. Listen to 2 Corinthians again. For God, 
who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made the light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. From the Advent readings, we know there's hope. We know there's hope. We know there's a strong expectation that God will, will keep his promises, that we'll, he'll send a Messiah. And Jesus is that promise kept. He is that light in the darkness. And the, the truth of our need for Jesus is made so acutely clear when we contrast our persistent unfaithfulness with the totality of God's will to reconcile us to himself. God set the foundations of the earth and he brought goodness and order to darkness and chaos. He set humanity over the rest of creation and we betrayed him. We were evicted from the light and, and the life of his presence. And the marvelous and unbelievable truth is that God did not want a home that did not include us. So yes, his, his mighty acts of power rightly inspire fear and awe, yes. Yes, he leads with, with the pillar of fire and, and the cloud. Yes, he, he parts impassable waters. He brings rain. He brings drought. He does all of those supernatural things. He sends manna from heaven. Yes, he does these things. He defeats empires with his angel armies. This is what our God does. He topples city walls with, with the songs of praise. This is what he does. He puts wisdom in the mouth of his prophets. All so that we will know his heart. But it is when God empties himself of all power and takes on flesh to be a sin offering for us that we are moved toward repentance and love towards him. Good news. Jesus does not leave his creation in darkness. By his birth, his death, his resurrection, we may now be led by the light. Come to us from heaven. And he desires not only to, to guide us on, on the path of peace, but to fill us with his glory. Listen to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6 again. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. That's Christmas. That's Christmas so that we could know the glory of God that's seen in the face of Jesus Christ. The light of the world has come. Would you pray with me? 
our God, on this holy night, as your light shines brightly through the darkness, because of our Savior's birth, we recognize our sin and the sin of the world. And God, we praise you for bringing worth to our soul. And in this weary world, we will rejoice with a thrill of hope. And as we light and lift candles together, may it be a true response from within each and every one of us who gather to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Because the light of a new and glorious morn dawns in our hearts on this very night. We pray all these things in the most wonderful name, Jesus Christ. Amen.